0: Hey, welcome again to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot. This is going to be the last in the series of podcasts that I do on the basics. I've run from different types of accounts to some basic indicators to asset allocation. All right, this is the last in that series. And today we're gonna talk about how to look for investments now you might think that's kind of odd in a time when the markets are just absolutely ugly but believe it or not this is a time when you want to start doing your homework all right so once again my name is Elliot. this is touchstone financial education you can find us at touchstonefinancialeducation.com that's the website send an email shout out maybe uh, if you have some questions you can leave Uh, some questions there and I'll answer them through the podcast. I can also be found on LinkedIn. Uh, My name again is Elliot, last name Cox. You'll see my pic and of course my profile there. Send me a message, say hello. Shout out to all my international listeners. Thank you guys, I really appreciate it. All right, now let's get into it. So last podcast, I kind of laid out a few very quick indicators you can use to kind of look at the market with the idea that the market is down. All right. So we went through fund inflows. We went through yield on government bonds, specifically the two, the five, and the 10 year. And then we went through the VIX, V I X. All of these are used to determine immediate sentiment in the market that means just kinda where things are how people are feeling that inflow number briefly is just where are people placing their money in mutual funds or ETFs exchange-traded funds equity funds bond funds or money market right now more money is flowing into bond and money market funds that yield on the 10-year is above three percent okay we've also seen the two and five year earning more then the 10-year which is called a yield curve inversion which signals a recession it also signals a pullback in the market pretty much all of which we're having we could be in a recession right now and not even know it the VIX the higher the number the more volatile the market so last year the VIX was trading between like 14 and 20 dollars a share um, this year it's been as high as 38 it's in the low to mid 30s right now okay so all that being said we know the market is ugly Okay, we can feel it, we can see it. All right, so what do we do about it? Well, we do our homework. All right, we don't want to wait until the markets are moving back up, they're screaming along, and we forget about these bad days. We want to start strategizing now. Okay, so I'm going to provide a little bit of a framework today on kind of how to do that. And so, what I like to do is imagine uh, a pyramid, and let's turn that pyramid upside down so that the broad base is facing the sky. and the point is on the ground. Okay, we're gonna have an upside upside down pyramid approach to investing today. And the reason I do that is because at the broadest base of the pyramid, here is where we want to just take a look at the news. That's it. Doesn't have to be market news. It could be anything global. Okay, we want to know what's going on in the world first and foremost. Inflation, interest rates, trade tensions with trading partners. Uh, conflict in Central Western Europe all right what does that all do in terms of creating problems or perhaps opportunities for investment that's it all right then we're gonna kind of come down the pyramid a little bit as it narrows okay and from there we're going to identify areas of interest and all that means is hey look I know what's going on in the world uh, I work in tech or I work in pharma or I work in healthcare, and these are areas of interest that I have. So, I might want to narrow my field of focus on investing in these areas that I understand. Okay, that's all this is. We're not identifying stocks or funds or any of that yet. We're just narrowing our interest to areas of focus. All right, and so as we go down the pyramid a little further, we're going to narrow down. Into sectors of the market. Now, those of you who've listened to my podcasts before know that the market is segmented into size of company, all right, large, mid, and small. We also have mega cap, okay, and um, industry, all right. And industry is basically what we call sector and in investing, all right, technology, financials, consumer discretionary, natural resources, so on and so forth All right. So as we're down at that sector level, here is where we begin to identify opportunities for investment. Or for right now, because the market is so bad, uh, um, areas we want to kind of sit back and watch. We want to add or create a watch list. All right. So once we've identified a sector, many of you can almost stop right here because, you know, your fund investors all day long don't have an interest in investing in stocks. That's wonderful. alright but identifying opportunity at the sector level is important if you're gonna do more than just invest in index funds and an in index funds for those of you who are first-time listeners is a fund that invests specifically in one index of the market the S&P 500 the Nasdaq 100 the Russell 2000 okay but let's take for example the chip sector So, hey, we all know that chips go in everything from our phones to our cars to our appliances in the kitchen, etc. Well, we like chips. Chips have been beaten up quite a bit here lately. Uh they led the way up through most of this bull run that started in 2010. They started pulling back in March of last year with a lot of other tech stocks. All right, but we like chips, so we've identified a sector. Okay. We might stop here and invest in sector funds. for those of us who want to continue on and identify individual stock positions, this is kind of where we start looking at individual companies within that sector. All right? And a great way to do that, a quick way to do that is to use what's called a screener. Now, um, screeners are pretty common. They're on your investment platform, through your 401k, for those of you who have accounts elsewhere outside of your 401k, IRAs and brokerage, etc. They're on your platform there as well. And what a screener allows us to do is set up parameters around different indicators where you're using, okay? And an indicator is just something we're looking for to ensure that our investment will be successful, hopefully, all right? Like earnings per share, dividend yield, revenue number, uh, maybe an uptick in uh, analysts' expectations, which I'll get to in a second when I talk more about stocks. Okay, so we want to use these screeners to help us identify more narrow opportunities in the market. And right now, we're not going to pull the trigger, we're not going to buy anything. We're just identifying opportunity and setting up a watch list. And on many of these platforms, when you set up a watch list, once a stock or a fund is on that list, any news related to those positions will pop up for you. I like to use the Seeking Alpha app on my phone. I've got my list. And anytime something pops up of interest around what I'm watching, what i am invested in, etc., I get to read those stories and I don't have to really look too far. Okay. If you don't like the screener on your platform, uh, check out FinViz, F-I-N as in Nancy, Victor Idaho Zebra, finviz.com. It's a free screener that's pretty good. I use it. And by the way, on their homepage there, off to the right, you're going to see a square. Hopefully, it's more green than red when you look at it. That means stocks are going up. But that square is the SP 500. That's a visual of all 500 companies in the SP 500. The size of the square represents the proportion that company um, uh, sits within the index itself. So you can click on it, make it big. You'll see all 500 companies so if you have an s p 500 fund you have all of those companies in that fund all right so we've gone from the macro we've gone from the big at the base of our pyramid is facing the sky we just want to figure out what's going on in the world we've narrowed it down to some areas of interest maybe it's something you you know an industry you work in you've just been fascinated with we're just learning at this point then we narrow it down to sectors of the market and here is where again we begin identifying opportunities and you might stop here because you're a sector fund investor excellent you want to continue to identify some stocks this is where we start getting more focused and we can use those screeners on our platform or finviz or a watch list through seeking alpha etc okay this just helps us make better decisions this just helps us eliminate the emotional pull that Uh, A lot of times investing in individual stocks or sector funds kind of, you know, it puts that that feeling in your stomach. You're not quite sure. We're just eliminating that emotional component by creating a template of pursuing investment opportunity when the markets aren't ripe for investment just yet. That's it. That's all there is, right? And as you're looking at all this, please don't look at articles or, or read analyst's opinion that just agrees with you seek out those things that counter your position that's how you uncover your biases right and it'll refine your list um you might not like to be wrong and that's okay for those of us who invest we've got big egos i get it but we need that counterbalance we need those uh checks and balances in the pursuit of information when we're looking at opportunities in the market all right so once we've narrowed down to sectors hey Maybe you want both sector funds and stocks, because I do the same thing, and I bring up chips, because I'm an investor in chips currently. My position is down, yes, but I have a sector ETF, and then I like some individual uh, stocks within the sector as well, all right? You got AMD, NVIDIA, Texas Instruments, and Qualcomm, and you know Intel, and so on and so forth, Taiwan Semiconductor, and then I went through... Uh, all of these companies and identified a couple that I wanted but for the most part I have a broad-based exposure to the industry through a sector fund alright um, and again just remember to to read some of those articles that are counter to your position that will make you a better investor now on your watch list once we have that together we've done all this we've got our screeners we've narrowed it down so on and so forth when do I pull the trigger well I'm gonna refer back to my previous consult and looking at things like fund inflow the treasury yield and the VIX we're looking for an entry point point. and one thing that's crucial about an entry point is our time frame okay everybody's time frame is different alright if this is retirement dollars and you've got 10 20 years and eh, doesn't really matter you might even want to start now okay if this is a brokerage account and you have some goals in the next three to five years or maybe a little bit less, all right? Time is more uh, an important component in your analysis. And not to say that we're going to pick the bottom, all right? But we want to look for a change in sentiment, okay? So we wanna see that VIX come out of the 30s. We want that VIX in the low to mid 20s, all right? We wanna see that 30 year, excuse me, 10 year treasury yield uh, below 3%. The two and the five should follow. There should be no yield curve inversion. There should be no um, uh, higher interest rate on a five year or a two year that's higher than the 10 year. Okay, that's kind of setting things on the right track. And then lastly, that inflow number, we get that kind of monthly. All right, everybody has their own way of calculating that. But basically, it's a once a month number, and we want to see more money flowing into stock funds. Now, we don't have to wait until. There is an absolute dollar value greater moving into equity funds versus bond and money market. But we do want to see a trend of more money trickling into those equity funds, because that kind of specifies a, a turnaround and sentiment. We might not see it reflected in market prices yet. But if that trend continues, then you know that we're we're due for an excellent turnaround. Okay, And again, if you've got five years, 10 years, whatever, um, we're not again picking the bottom, but we can get kind of close. For those of you with a shorter term or more aggressive stance in the market, please use that for your entry point. Just a few hours before I made this, you know, Adobe guided lower, right? We know that Microsoft guided lower. So a lot of big tech companies are guiding lower. What what does that mean in an environment where the market's already down? In the case of the Nasdaq, in the case of a lot of tech stocks, you know, they're down 30, 40, 50 percent in the last 12 months. All right. Um, but are they strong fundamentally, okay? Um, We will get into metrics as to determine what's a strong fundamental company, or yeah, company, excuse me, next time, all right? I didn't wanna take all the time getting into that. And like I said at the top of this podcast, this is the last of the basics, all right? So from here on out, we're gonna get a little more technical and hopefully I get to move a little faster. So if you've got some questions on the basics of investing, Please look at, or excuse me, look at, listen to my, uh, my previous eight or nine podcasts on the basics so you can get caught up, all right? Because we will be moving into revenue numbers, earning per share, um, where they sit on an index, what analysts expect from different companies, all these wonderful things that help us make decisions on how to invest in stocks and sector ETFs, all right, so... Um, with that said, another shameless plug. My name is Elliot. This is Touchstone Financial Education, and you can go to uh, touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Leave me a message. And for those of you who are my recurring listeners, you know, please like and share. Um, also follow. That would be great as well. Shout out once again to my international listeners. I think that's kind of cool. I've got listeners in Spain and Australia and Canada and Ireland, and a few other countries. So um, I'm pretty impressed that you guys are taking the time to listen as to what's going on here. And more importantly, and I'm humbled, of course, that you're listening to me. So thanks once again, and look forward to talking to you guys next time on more specifics on stock investing, as well as sector fund investing. Take care.